0: Welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Sicaria. Field Log, Day 30, Taking Advice. Yesterday we talked about handling criticism, and the majority of the discussion centered around why you should be willing to take criticism, right? It's about getting rid of your ego, which is very important. It's about your ability to improve as a man. And once or twice I touched on the fact that once you receive the criticism, you shouldn't just take it carte blanche. You should you know, actually reflect on it and make sure that it's actually a good piece of advice. So there is a little bit of a flip side there, and that's what we're going to be talking about today, right? Criticism is a form of advice. But generally, the connotation behind the word criticism is that it's advice given to you in response to some sort of flaw that you have, right? Like, the example that I used yesterday was, maybe you're wearing funny pants. And someone says, oh, you're wearing funny pants. And then, you know, in some ways, you could perceive that as reflecting negatively on you. But that's not always the case, is it? Like, plenty of times we get advice that has no connotation on, or that in no way reflects on what it is that we're currently doing, although there generally is some sort of implication there. And an example of this would be, say, I recommend to somebody that that person starts training, right? And I do that all the time. Here on the Feel Luck podcast, as well as in daily life, I generally try to nudge men into the direction of taking their physical training seriously. Now, you could perceive that as criticism, but no one ever does because of the delivery, right? And this is the thing that separates it. I could deliver it in such a way where I'm like, hey, you know, you really don't take care of your body as well as you should. You should start exercising. And that would turn it more into criticism. But a lot of times we're a lot more open to taking advice than we would be, you know, handling criticism. There's that little hump you have to overcome with criticism where you have to make sure that you know, you don't let your ego get in the way and then you can actually consider the piece of advice you're being given. So with general advice, of course, the barrier of adoption is a lot lower because someone might just give you a piece of advice like training or maybe something that's even more divorced from what you're like. Say somebody has a checking account or a saving account or something and it's just his parents' bank and this is just the bank he uses. I might recommend you should use this bank that I bank with because their interest rates are higher and maybe they reimburse for ATM fees that are out of network, those kinds of things. Maybe their customer service is really good, those kinds of things. And then people might very quickly hop on that, taking advice, right? Hearing the advice and then adopting it. So as with all things in the warrior king ethos, we are going to aim for balance today. Right? Usually I discuss it in one episode, today we're doing it over two. You shouldn't take every piece of advice that's presented to you. Let's start there. Right? Let's start with the fact that people have a tendency, and even I have this tendency, right? and it's something that I have to fight. People have a tendency to give advice on topics that they are not experts in. And even if you are an expert, just because you're giving advice on the topic, that doesn't mean you're right. right? That's called the appeal to authority fallacy. Just because I'm, you know, experienced in something, say like weight training, that doesn't actually mean that all of my advice is good. That is provided by the actual evidence, right? You might say it worked for me, it worked for this person, it worked for this person. Here's the research that it's based on. Here are decades of, you know, trainers, accomplished weight training trainers who've put this information together and that's what we're leaning on. So as you know, it has to be a whole argument. But you have to start there. You have to Except, if you're the kind of person who readily takes advice, that some advice is better than other advice. You know, it might come down to the person who's giving it. Maybe someone's giving you advice, and on the surface, this person should be an authority on the topic. For example, you might meet someone who's very wealthy, right? A person wears custom-tailored Italian suits and drives a very fancy European sports car and has a high-paying job and all those things, and you might be led to believe that this person's good with money. Which... The majority of the time, that's going to be the case. People don't just get things. Usually, there has to be some sort of mechanism of delivery. Now, one caveat I want to add to that in our discussion here is this idea that if two people are very accomplished in a field, the person you should take advice from is generally the one who has, like I've said before, and this isn't my thought, this is a thought I stole from Tim Ferriss, who has no business being good in that field. So on the topic of money, and I've used this example before, let's say you have two people who are wealthy, maybe not even the same level of wealth. Maybe one of them makes, I don't know, a very high sum of money, $800,000 a year, and the other one makes $10 million a year. Right? That's one order of magnitude more. But the man who makes $800,000 a year is self-made, and the man who makes $10 million a year is fifth-generation wealthy family, right? Old money. You would most likely be better served by listening to the person who A. has circumstances that are similar to your own and B. had no advantages in this arena. Right? And the first one, maybe it is possible that you come from old money and you know someone else who has old money and has done really well with it. And then maybe you should reach for that person. But for the majority of us who are just, you know, average men, in that regard, you know, most of us don't have very wealthy parents. I know I certainly don't. We would be better served listening to people who have built their wealth from scratch in a similar position that we're in. So you can already start to see that there are considerations when it comes to taking advice. Right? It's, it goes beyond, does this advice sound reasonable? Because you might meet very many people who can be quite persuasive. And on the one hand, that's good if the information is good. But on the other hand, that can be very dangerous. Someone might give you advice that's not very good for you. I know that over the years that I've been studying the topics that I study, like weight training and fashion and, and, and wealth generation, and those sorts of things, that there have been times that I look back on now thinking, ooh, that was, that was really bad advice that I used to give, right? Or even spiritually, right? I, I haven't been an Orthodox my entire life, not even close. And I was very much into theology for many, many years. And I would give terrible advice to people. And that's something that I have to repent of. But the point is, just because someone is giving advice to you, even now, just because I'm giving advice on how you should take advice, it's getting very meta here, that doesn't necessarily mean that you should listen to everything that I say. You should reflect on it yourself. You should take it to God in prayer and say, does this resonate with me? Does it make sense? Is the evidence there? And if all of those things are true, then you can actually adopt the piece of advice knowing that, you know, resting easy, that it's probably good advice. And that's why generally when we have field logs where I'm not just exploring an idea, but actually giving advice as well, I try to be convincing too. Not just, you know, in rhetoric, but also trying to give you the pieces of information that led me to believe that this is worthwhile. So to recap that first thought, if you're going to take advice from people, make sure that that person is A, qualified and B, had a similar starting point. It doesn't have to be the same, but at least to a reasonable degree, similar starting point that you have. For example, um, I train a number of guys who are very skinny or started out very skinny and starting to get bigger and that's the place where I come from. But I also have one of the guys in the group who trains using the warrior king training protocol, who was on the opposite end of the spectrum, who was very big and had to lose a lot of weight and build strength. So when it comes to certain topics that are universal, like building muscle, I give him the same advice. But when it comes to diet and everything, I tell him my experience here is limited. But as far as I'm aware, these are the steps you should take to lean out. So he might want to go to someone else for advice on those things, just because I don't necessarily have a track record there. Doesn't mean the advice will be bad, but it is something to consider. So that's the first thing you have to think about before you take someone else's advice. And within that is kind of the second thing, and I should have probably done them in reverse order, but we'll talk about it now, is the idea that there are certain topics where people who are completely unqualified, for some reason that I will probably never understand, feel compelled to give advice. And the one area that I've noticed this in most in my experience, you know, talking to people and those sorts of things are exercise and nutrition. For some reason, everyone, no matter their athletic achievements or body composition or blood work or health or anything, everyone has some opinion on exercise and nutrition. You hear things like, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Or you hear that, oh, if you want to lose weight, you should just run more. You should do more cardio. There's these pieces of information that seem to have seeped into the public consciousness and are readily shared by people who have absolutely no idea whether or not those things are true. Before you even consider whether or not someone's starting point is the same to yours, you should be asking yourself, firstly... Does this person have any authority on the topic at all? That should be a starting point for you. Like I said earlier, appeal to authority fallacy. Just because someone has authority in an arena, that doesn't mean that the advice is correct. But before you even consider the advice, it is honestly a very useful heuristic to make sure that does this person have the credibility that I would be looking for, right? I heard this story once from a close friend of mine about a friend of his who is a personal trainer. And I don't know what the context of the conversation was, but the guy who's a personal trainer eventually ended up saying this very powerful quote that still sticks with me to this day. He said, my body is my business card. And I thought that was very powerful. That if you're a personal trainer, firstly, you should look the part. And I think that that's absolutely true. A person's advice might be really good, even that even if it doesn't show, right? Especially with something like training. Someone might have really good information. Say, for example, I stopped training now because of, I don't know, some reason, maybe some health issues or something. And I lost most of my muscle mass and I gained a little bit of body fat and didn't really look like a train anymore. The information hasn't left my brain. But someone might meet me and say, oh, you know, he doesn't look like he trains. Why should I listen to him? Unfortunately, that's going to be the case. But since we have to be selective with the advice we take, it is just a really good idea to filter out first based on, do I see the fruits of this in that person's life? Another example of that might be spiritual advice. But Does this person have the fruits of the Holy Spirit? someone's giving me spiritual advice and maybe, I don't know, prayer or maybe family counseling or marriage counseling or something along those lines, I would probably check first to see, is this person fulfilling those things in his own life? Which is why, to give an example from my personal life, my priest is such an authority when he does marriage counseling because he has a great family, right? He has a, a wonderful wife and four children And they're the best behaved children in the church by far. And his wife is absolutely amazing, very sweet person, very intelligent, nice to talk to. So when people have marriage counseling with him, right before they get married, you have to go through a certain number of sessions. He's going to have a lot of authority there, which unfortunately would not be the case with celibate priests like you see in some other denominations. So having that authority oftentimes comes down to having the fruits to show for it, right? Why would you take financial advice from someone who's bankrupt? Why would you take training advice from someone who doesn't have the strength or the physique? Why would you take, let's say, dating advice from someone who's very bad at it? Right, these are the things that you have to consider when you're thinking about taking advice from somebody. So, you have to look whether or not that person has the fruits that you're trying to reap, you have to look whether or not the person has a similar enough starting point or that the information is general enough that it's going to apply. Like for example, I might have someone who wants to train under me who's like seven feet tall and I'm not seven feet tall. And maybe he'd think, oh, you know, your advice is not going to work for me, but muscle growth is universal. It has nothing to do with the size of your skeleton. That's just going to impact how your physique looks in the end. So, If it's not universal, make sure that the person has a similar starting point to yours. And if it is universal, then that obviously doesn't matter. And the last thing I would say that you have to consider before you take advice from somebody is not about the advice itself, but rather about the area that we're talking about. Because someone might meet the first two criteria. Maybe somebody walks up to you and that person is someone who used to be very skinny And is now in great shape and has a similar starting point to yours and gives you all this great advice. But as it turns out, you're not actually training right now. And of course, that's not a great example because I think that every man should be training. But still, the point stands. You can think of any other example that you want. Is that if you receive advice on something that you just don't care about, then why would you take that advice? And I know it seems obvious But I want to give the complete picture of what I think the requirements are for advice to be useful to you and for you to adopt it. Because you might hear this and say, oh, I met somebody today who is great at kayaking and was terrible at kayaking and we have the same build, so his kayaking advice is going to be good for me and he gives it to me and all of a sudden, what? You're going to go out and buy a kayak and get into kayaking. That might not be on your list. And I know I'm giving a ridiculous example, but this could apply to things that are not your current focus, for example but you still care about. Let's say you're the kind of man who is building his financial wealth and trying to steward his resources responsibly for your family, your wife, your children, or future family, whatever it is. But this current year, money goals didn't make the cut for you, right? If you've read the 2023 goal-setting guide, warriorking.cx ebooks, it's available for free. Go grab that if you haven't already. But if you've read it and you've made your goals, you'll see that while we break down the life of a man into the seven commitments, God, stewardship, body, craft, mind, relationship, leisure, that doesn't mean that every year you should be working towards all seven commitments. Say that last year, I worked really hard on you know, trying to change my career and then I changed career paths and now I'm in a field that has a lot more potential growth or maybe my salary is higher. So this year, I don't have any goals for that. Say I made that decision. And rather, I'm working on body and craft and mind. And then somebody comes along and starts talking about all these great investment vehicles and stuff. I've actually noticed that mental space, mental real estate is very valuable. So the things that you think about are very valuable. So if someone wants to have a three-hour conversation about something that's not even on your goals list for this year, that might not be worthwhile advice for you to ponder and to weigh and to try to act upon because it's not part of your current pursuits. That doesn't mean you should dismiss it, but you could earmark it. You could take a couple of notes, maybe he's got an article or a link or whatever, and say, listen, like, I'll get around to this, but right now I'm very busy with XYZ. Right? For example, for me, I'm a musician. I really love making music. There are, are people in the world who enjoy listening to my music. That being said, it's not a major focus of mine right now because the personal project that I'm putting most of my energy into, is what you're listening to right now. So somebody sends me, and this actually happened, now that I think of it, about a week and a half ago, a friend of mine who's also a music producer, sent me the link to a new plugin, new music production plugin, that will allow you to take a song, and using artificial intelligence, it can pull out the vocals, or the drums, you know, hi-hats, snares, kicks, whatever, the bass line, the melody, it can separate all of the individual components and that's very powerful if you want to do remixes or something, maybe, right? He sent me the link. We talked about it for a little bit and I didn't follow up on it because that's not my current focus right now. I'm not trying to maximize my ability to produce music or to do it better right now. You know, I might work on a few songs this year, who knows? But it's not my primary focus. So I, strictly speaking, did not take that advice, which is okay, right? It came from a reliable source, the information was sufficiently supported, right? I read over it, I looked at it, seemed really cool, but it didn't actually interest me at the time, even though it is a topic I'm generally interested in. So you have to make that determination. When you're going to take advice, when someone gives you advice, make sure that the person is qualified, make sure that the person has a similar starting point to yours to the degree that's necessary, and of course obviously, make sure that it's actually information that is actionable to you right now at whatever point you're currently at in your journey to becoming the man that God wants you to be. Make sure that those three are met. And when they are, take the advice. Seriously. Right? I've gotten lots and lots of great advice from people who maybe I wouldn't have considered that information beforehand, but I am now. And sometimes even, you know, I I break these guidelines that I just gave with the example that I gave yesterday where a friend of mine at work maybe doesn't have the most accomplished physique or strength, but he gave me a piece of information that was still worth pursuing. So take everything I'm saying here with a grain of salt, just allow it to help you in your process of filtering down what advice is valuable to you. So if you've listened to yesterday's episode on handling criticism and you're trying to work on your ability to be open to the ideas people present to you, let today's thoughts help you balance that out a bit and try to find a point where you're not entertaining every piece of information, but rather filtering out potential duds early on, even if you might pass on some pieces of information that could be very useful to you, it's still worth it to not look at everything that comes across your desk, if you will, and to save yourself some time there. And have a reference point on what generally constitutes good advice, right? We can't speak in absolutes here, but these are definitely general guidelines that I use when I'm considering taking advice from somebody that I think can be very useful to you as well as a man, right? And that's assuming all of the work from yesterday is done and your ego is not getting in the way and you're actually taking advice that people give you. And when you decide to act on a piece of advice, actually act on it right? Take out your notes app. Here we go. Take out your notes app whenever someone gives you advice and jot down a quick note of this. I do that all the time. People will be talking to me and I'll actually interrupt for a second and say, do you mind if I pull out my phone real quick? I want to write this down, right? It's a very, very bad thing to pull out your phone mid-conversation because it will make people feel disrespected sometimes or like you don't care. So, you know, say what you're doing, pull it out. I have a long list of notes from... Movies, people might have recommended to me. Last week, I was at dinner with a close friend of mine. He recommended a podcast. I wrote down the name of that. Going to look into that in the next few days. See if it's something that I'll enjoy. So you get these, or you know, a friend of mine might recommend a restaurant. This happens all the time. I write those things down and I have a list of those. Whenever I have you know five, ten minutes, I might cross off two or three items. So do that. Filter out pieces of advice as they present themselves to you. Have the humility to take the advice when it is presented and act on it if reasonable and, you know, worthwhile for you. And then if it pans out, make sure to thank that person. And then more good advice will come your way. When people see that you respond positively to a behavior, they tend to repeat it. So encourage the advice. Right? As a warrior king, every king has a counsel. Listen to what comes your way and weigh it. And if it's good, use it. That's it for this week's field log. If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show. That always helps out a lot. You can find me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for field log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the Marcian.CX project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way, and of course the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free, and as always, conquer the day.